0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you for joining us. And people say, Dave, where can we find you now that YouTube gave you the axe? Um, well, you can find me at the You can find me on our podcast, which you can access at the bottom of our, um, our website, the And, uh, we're, we're there, we're on Spotify and all the usual suspects. And so we would encourage you to go there. We're also on rumble and, uh, we've actually, we're doing pretty well in three days. We've added a thousand subscribers, Uh, So we're we're doing pretty well there, and um, we encourage you to support us because we're unashamedly going to cover the truth. And assisting me in that process tonight is um, former platoon platoon sergeant and current pastor of the Holy Word, uh, Jamie Walden. And uh, I asked Jamie, I said, Jamie, there's so much going on, and you have your hands on so many things. Um, We're going to talk about what you feel is most important and the first thing he brought up was uh surrounding world war three and i and i'll tell you that that could be the trump card no pun intended so jamie welcome (laughs) to the show my friend and uh yeah i didn't mean to make a joke okay (laughs) okay yeah thanks
1: thanks for having me on again dave it's always a pleasure it's one of those things where you know for the listeners we always talk off air just a little bit and we text back and forth and phone calls here and there to Kind of keep abreast of what's going on, and and even for uh, you know um, guys like Dave and I, it's like I don't even know where to start, man. There's so much compi- being compiled at one time, so much metadata, and all the all the micro details which build into a macro picture, and then backwards, right? It's this vertical integration of of this uh, influx of information continually that it's hard to even know. Where where to start going on this? So so Dave asked me just before we got in the air, like, hey, this is kind of open form. What what would you want to talk about? I'm like, you know, I just keep leaning into not leaning into it, but being very, very um uh you know, ha- having a hyper vigilance for the reality of this emergence of World War Three as it relates to the greater picture of the global depopulation and as the two and concert relate to, well, well, let me add another caveat as it relates to all the language being put out there being so radically globally about another pandemic. And as it all relates to a global depopulation agenda, and as it relates to a bigger event, uh you know, projected by, by a lot of smarty pants guys, way smarter than me to, to occur against the the entirety of the globe in 2029 and so all these things they can't be looked at within a vacuum and and unfortunately and i know dave you and i have talked about this before i mentioned on almost every program i'm on is that cloward and pivoting strategy right absolutely out of uh stanford society i believe and that that particular psychological mechanism we'll call it a site not just a psychological mechanism but a psychological warfare uh force multiplier that they use is to bombard our sensory perception and even our neurology with so much metadata that you cannot connect the dots. And so you throw things away and you pick up the next new thing because there's so much going on and you fail to rightly connect them. So even Dave and I just talking right off the cuff, I mentioned specifically the fact that and and this will come out in the next couple of days. Well, probably not with our media. The rest of the world will know about it. United uh, Americans will never have a clue of the reality of what's going on, but that uh, Brazil has mobilized all their troops on their border with both uh, Venezuela and Guyana. And Venezuela is actively in kinetic force-on-force firefights with Brazil and Guyana for an invasion of Guyana. Why that's important is because this is a subsequent point of geopolitical and geostrategic maneuverings of World War III, which we are currently in the midst of. And as a as a caveat, is most people are waiting for the big aha moment to decide that yes, this is World War III. By the big aha moment, what I say is they're waiting for a mushroom cloud. What they don't understand it is is that that is the last indicate that is the last salvo of this global conflagration that's going on right now is the sea a mushroom cloud just like the the pundits of World War one and also World War II nobody called them world wars until de facto after the fact then they started identifying these as a global war it looked World War one do your, your your historicity due diligence in World War II it looked exactly like it did right does right now incursions here uh border hardening here troop mobilization there drafty things economic economic retooling refit and rearming uh uh you know different legal apparatus being put in place just like the i think it's u.s bill 556 don't quote me on that Uh, you know, where they're they're demonizing Iran and putting, they're sowing legally their ability to strike Iran, but then they also are hiring 800 new army recruiters, but they're also uh, re-updating selective service stuff for draft. Like, this is what it looks like. It looks like Finland closing down their entire border and Romania and Kosovo and Moldova and all these other nations that most Americans, because of our because of the strategic infiltration of our academia have no clue where these places are even at on a map. So I say Guyana and a place like that, people go, where's is that? Is that in Africa? It's like, no, that's, <laughs> that's South America Yeah, and in Venezuela doing an incursion in Brazil and Guyana, they like the, the thing about that, that's important to notice that Venezuela is only, only a proxy of Russia and by de facto, a proxy of China. Venezuela is owned and ran by Russia. All their mining operations are ran by Russia. They're the number one uh, uh, purchasers of their oil exports. Russia has helped Venezuela establish its own cryptocurrency to bypass U.S. sanctions. And Russia and Venezuela has also hosted Tu-160 White Swan strategic nuclear bombers from Russia on its soil which have an effective range of 3,400 miles. So people don't understand the reality of what's going on. Like, let's move a little bit more through South America. As far as my understanding is at this point in time, is that all, I said that that's a very large definitive statement. This is just my understanding. There could be some error in there because we don't have the full context, but that all of the Central and South American cartels are run solely by the CCP. That's true. They are owned by the CCP. That's true. They get their marching orders by the CCP. They are being outfitted and up. Fitted with cruiser weapon systems and armored vehicles to include tanks. This goes into Venezuela as well too. Uh, cruiser weapon systems, as far as mortars and and man pads and anti aircraft weapon systems. Cruiser weapons would be your light, medium, heavy machine guns, different things like that. Where it takes multiple guys to operate these systems. Uh, all of those are being given to the cartels, and much of it has already crossed the U.S. border. So again, these are all attributes of the macro picture of the reality that world war three is in full tilt full swing we know that china has uh mobilized their think of the chinese industrial complex mobilized their economy for war for wartime economy that all of those revelations came out three years ago when they were in mega lockdowns that shenzhen Guangzhou, and all these other places in china these mega manufacturing hubs we're being locked down specifically to retool all their mega manufacturing capabilities where we get our cheap junk from into full on war mobilization. Which, if mm-hmm. anybody knows history, that's the only reason why you the U.S. became the hammer on all the earth and a global superpower was our ability to retool our industrial infrastructure for a wartime economy. China right. did that. Russia It's done the exact same. Russia gave official edicts from their Duma, which is their equivalent of, you know, their their uh, their different um, legislative body to put Russia on an entirety of a wartime economy. That means all resources, all strategic supplies, all strategic reserves, all manpower, all manufacturing have one sole purpose. That is implements of warfare for a long war and a big war this is happening across europe i mean most of the listeners would be familiar with the reality like sweden handing out you know their potassium iodine tablets to the citizens and then and then norway handing out pamphlets to their citizens to prepare for nuclear war and and romania also Moldova already mentioned bosnia Herzegovina, a lot of these balkan states and then the baltic sea region and the scandinavian nations Everybody is doing the exact same thing except for one nation on the face of the earth, the United States of America.
0: That's because we're and being that, set, we're being set up.
1: We're being set up, and that gets into the macro. Why was Xi Jinping brought in to our western uh border on our western state? With more pomp and more procession than any American president gets when he shows up anywhere. Why? And why was it the singularity that he came in particular to meet with the heads of all the Silicon Valley tech department? That gets into the social credit score and all the other stuff that's getting ready to come on the face of the earth. And lo and behold, who is it that happens to be a mega front runner for the Democrats for the 2024 ele- presidential election race? Uh, Governor Newsom of California, who has been I know, Dave, I- I've learned a lot of this from your from your seminal research, uh, who, whose name has been specifically mentioned by Chinese uh, Central Command hot mic issues where his name is. Has been specifically mentioned that he has assured them the Chinese leadership of stand down orders. He has assured them that when the stand that he will issue the stand down orders, that they will be allowed to come in through the deep water ports of both Long Beach Harbor and San Diego and some up in the Northwest, you know, Oregon, Washington, Columbia River Gorge type area. And they've been assured stand stand down orders from Governor Newsom and other. Sold out members of uh, U.S. Central Command, so that that's why all this is relevant right now. So you see a little incursion of in Venezuela and Brazil. And it's like it's not uh, it's not Venezuela and Brazil. It's Russia, China, and the United States of America. You fast forward over to Ukraine. This isn't about uh, Ukraine versus Russia. This is NATO, with, A.K.A. the United States of America versus Russia-China. You see the the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, the, the pipeline from Finland or Norway to Estonia being blown up just two or three weeks ago. Uh, you see all this economic warfare, the signals intelligence warfare, this hybrid warfare, this asymmetric warfare, forest fires in Canada, train demerit ailments in the U.S., bought and paid for, corrupted elections, and everything else in between. This is all part and partial to the breakneck speed of World War III, which is already in play. It's taking place. It's not, this isn't a future tense. They're not mobilizing and activating for some future tense. They already done did that to sound hyper academic. They already done did that. And it's going on right now in real time.
0: <laughs> I know I, I couldn't agree with everything you're saying. I would add one more variable into there though. To have an election, you have to have a, an opponent. And they're rigging the deck. Uh, It's my belief that they're going to uh, either get Trump out legally or they're going to kill him. And I'll leave that aside for a second, because then who would fill the vacuum? Well, who's Wall Street getting behind? Who's the military industrial complex getting behind the prostitute for the military industrial complex? And that's Nikki Haley. And I think it's real possible we could have an election uh, with twiddle d, twiddle dumb you got Newsom on one side and you got uh nikki haley on the other doesn't really matter who wins you can put the voting machines to rest because either way they get their person
1: and and that that's exactly the move you know and again this goes back to asymmetric warfare you know When when you know and i just challenge the listeners just do 20 minutes of study just do 20 minutes of study of the components of asymmetric warfare uh, and and a lot of the times you can read articles of different stuff where it kind of gives you a headline of like the 12 indicators of asymmetric warfare. And even what we're saying, like with with our current uh, political landscape in the United States of America, there is beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's asymmetric warfare from outside actors. I mean, this gets into even what's going on with uh, Hamas, Hezbollah and Israel in the Middle East. I mean, the fact that... Um, Quote unquote," Hamas was able to pull off the attack that they did on October 7th, uh, presupposes a high level of first world country intelligence assets and money and strategic planning that took upwards of years to pull off what they did on October 7th for the strategic purpose of Intelligence gathering, in particular signals intelligence gathering, which nobody's talking about, what happened in Israel when they took over those few or those several bases and air bases and the hardwares and the mainframe computers and the different lists from the Mossad spy apparatus that were acquired and all that. This is big league stuff that's going on right now. Big league stuff. And it's all completely interconnected, not just through secular humanism, right, or academia,
0: For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Uh, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: Or whatever, you know, talking head type. Type uh, reality, but it's but it's actually all part and partial to the biblically, the biblical worldview and biblical prophecy and biblically significant evidence of what comes next. And that's why all these different layers, when you overlay them, and you do get that you know sixty thousand foot worldview, that macro worldview of the reality of what's going on. Uh, you can't deny what is happening, and then you also can't deny, and you can have a a pretty uh, assured confidence of exactly what comes next.
0: You know, there is another element to this, though. Let's turn the macro coin over to the micro. There are several instances across the planet where people are opposing globalism. And they don't want war. The latest is in Ireland. And um, I'll tell you, the Irish have so tipped their hand. Um You've got all these immigrants coming in and there's been murders associated with the immigrants and the Irish have said enough and they've led to riots. And now here's how the Irish government's responded. Jamie, this is so classic. Klaus Schwab wrote the script, I'm sure. Um, We have riots and that's wrong. And the riots are caused by what you're saying online. So we have to censor it. Yep. There you go. The riots were caused because of immigration and the murdering of schoolchildren. Okay, had nothing to do with what people are saying online. But the thing is, is they want to shut us up so we can't raise opposition to what they want to do to us. And
1: let's just back up five minutes, uh, uh, Dave. Like we were saying, who did Xi Jinping meet with? Who did he meet with when he came in to San Francisco? He met with the heads of our tech companies. Most people aren't aware of this. I mean, uh, I'm sure your listeners, Dave, are aware of the social credit score that it has been rolled out in China, right? If you jaywalk, if you spit on the streets, if you chew gum, if you say anything against uh, uh, the Central Chinese Communist Party, anything like that. You start off with this social score and it gets down, down, down. You start losing privileges. You start losing the ability to travel. You start losing the ability to function in commerce. Eventually, your passport gets revoked. Then your uh, transit passes. So your ability to operate in in that world gets revoked. And they kind of have this mechanism for control. What most people don't realize is that infrastructure, including all the biometric identification and their their manifold multitude of of very, very uh, uh, technologically advanced camera systems and tracking software all over China was developed by the U.S. tech companies then taken to China Uh, in a mutual agreement to beta test it to work out the bugs and refine the algorithms. Our tech companies created all the infrastructure for China under Xi Jinping and and all their other imperialistic leaders to roll out the social credit score so they could beta test it in a already tyrannical governmental structure system before they brought it back full circle to the United States, which is a little bit more prone to liberty and freedom and doesn't really like big government uh intruding into the reality that way. So they took it over there first to refine the algorithms of this this net it's called a World Wide Web for a reason, right? Of this this uh, uh biometric uh based you know ID, passport, blah, 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 you name it. Everything's interconnected, Internet of Things, Internet of Body type of technological advancements. And now he just returned and met with the heads of the tech companies in the United States. It's cause they're getting ready to roll it out here. They had to, every once in a while, you gotta do a face-to-face, right? That's in any corporate type of environment. You can only do so much over the phone and over Zoom. Eventually every once in a while, you gotta get it face-to-face and make sure that everybody's on the same page with, with the vision casting of where they're taking the company. That's the exact same thing that's going on right now in real time. And, and to speak to to what you were mentioning, Dave, about the the fear of the populist uprising, that's one of the reasons for the mega pushes for World War Three, and also for the predictive programming, sowing of seed softening for some sort of respiratory-based airborne hemorrhagic fever. Oh, we're, already, the globe. we're
0: seeing it. We're seeing it. Yeah. We're seeing Not it. Like, There's a
1: reason for that. And it's because Dave, it's because of the populist uprising, because the last thing that happened for the last three years and the pushback. And so Iran is trying, Iran is trying to overthrow their theocracy. They want nothing to do with the theocratic governorship in Iran. Iran's population. I heard this stat from an Iranian himself who's a brother in Christ, and I was dumbfounded. He said, Seven, I don't even know how this is possible without there having been a major war, but he said 70% of Iranians are 35 and under 70. I, I can't even found that. And he said none of them, none of them want the Shia version of islam ruling their lives because it's so oppressive so iran has a populist uprising they need world war three russia has a populist uprising they need world war three the liberal freak show training whatever america reality is having a populist uprising they need world war three central and south american governments are having populist uprisings they need world war three and china was on the verge of of being completely deposed. The, the Chinese leadership was on the verge of being completely deposed in 2019, leading right into 2020. And lo and behold, everybody remember the Hong Kong riots? The whole country gets locked down, and it gets shut down, and they retain control for just a little while longer. So, all of them, the the world is a stage, right? All these leaders were all part of the Young Global Leader Forum thing together. They've all been trained up together. They've all been risen up together through the World Economic Forum and all these other, you know, globalistic Luciferian freak show entities. And all of them are playing their part to reshape. The globe into their image. World War One, you get League of Nations. World War Two, you get United Nations. World War Three, you get the B system. That's where all this is going.
0: No, I totally agree with you. Um, And you mentioned something really interesting too, and it's it, it is one of their Plan Bs, I believe, if they can't get the war off the ground, and that's the disease component. In China, you've got the white pneumonia. It's now spread to Denmark, and they're taking it very seriously, but. Jamie listen to this. I'm in Colorado at the moment. Colorado just rolled out, you're not going to believe this. Ebola vaccines.
1: I saw that. Yeah, I mean I I live in Colorado um outside Durango. Hey, good to have you in the state, Dave. But yeah, I saw I saw that article roll out late last night that uh Denver the Denver healthcare system has been chosen to be the beta tester for an Ebola vaccination, and they just had their first, they are all proud of it, their first Ebola vaccination patient. What, who's being vaccinated for hemorrhagic fever, right? Like, what are they trying to tell you? And I I was just reading articles, actually, before we jumped on the air about the different, uh, you know, hemorrhagic fever stuff going on in Democratic Republic of Congo. And other African nations. And and there has been uh, whistleblowers that have come out of some of like Fort Detrick and some of these other different bioweapons type of development facilities who have said that the U.S. in particular, let's this gets into Ukraine, 28 bioweapons labs in Ukraine, right? That the U.S. in particular... Uh, with a global conglomerate has been working tirelessly over the last decade to reconstitute a hem- hemorrhagic fever type of virus to make it airborne, mixed with the tenants of what HIV would typically carry. And get this, this is crazy: is the rabies virus as well too? Yeah. So think of that constitution of the most sickening things that could ever occur to the human neurological system and our cardiovascular system and then making it airborne but yet having a very particular vaccination for you know those who they want to survive this outbreak and and so you you can see the these mechanisms that are overlaying each other right now again because because they're about ready to lose it. I mean, Chinese economies and free fall collapse, U.S. economies and free fall collapse, the Iranian economies and free fall collapse. Like it goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, Israel is, wants like Netanyahu is the most despised man in Israeli governance right now. Like they're having a populist uprising, like everybody is. And these guys, these people, these, these freak shows are, uh, they have to go for broke right now. And if, The list. If if people aren't paying attention, they are going for broke. They
0: yeah. You you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I want to back up nine, almost ten years in the first Central American invasion, and you remember out of that we got nineteen cases of of Ebola in the United States. And let me tell you what I found, and you can't find it anymore. But I guarantee it's it's related to this Colorado phenomenon, the Ebola vaccines. I had documentation, and I still have it. I, I, I screenshot it, and I saved it. It's on the thecommonsenseshow.com. Crucell Laboratories in 2008 actually developed an Ebola vaccine. This is point number one. Now, I'm a trained researcher, and I taught graduate students how to do their dissertation at the university level. So I know a little bit about the process, and I wasn't satisfied this was great research, but it clearly showed an intention and a trend curve. So I believe they probably have a a, a vaccine. Now, here's what else, Jamie, it's really interesting. You know, these uh, federal agencies like the CDC uh, and the EPA and stuff, they can make money. They're private entities. A lot of people don't know that. They're they're contracted with the government, but they're not the government. And they think they have the power of the government. But listen to this, Jamie. I found and I published the patent for this. Ebola is controlled and patented by the CDC and all treatment. I've never
1: seen that. Yeah. For it's, Ebola. It's, it's proprietary. Yeah. It's a proprietary yeah. virus. But, but
0: But let me tell you why this is significant. This is the catchphrase, and I'm going to throw it back to you on this. You can't go patent something that's in nature. So that means they had to weaponize it before they could patent it. And what yes. you just said, I did the research on this, and I had to go to Canada to get the research. It wasn't done here. The Canadians in multiple sources showed how airborne Ebola can be. And that was the way I'm convinced that was the weaponization process that allowed the CDC the permission to patent Ebola because they modified it into a weapon that's airborne. And this is where we're at today.
1: Absolutely. And I and I believe that that's one of the reasons for uh, the last thing that happened in order to put in the infrastructure for wholesale censorship, which Dave, you are a mega victim of, uh, most recently to because of what they were getting ready to do next. And I remember saying that 2019, I mean, I was tracking what was going on in China in October of 2019 before they even mentioned it in the mainstream media, you know, come February, March, April of 2020. And I said, oh, man, I'm not worried about this. This is being uh, propagandized as a asymmetric warfare tool, uh, a psychological warfare tool for a softening and a sewing for the big show that will come a few years after this. Right. I mean, I'm just saying that in 2019 and 2020, this is a softening for the big show. And so notice the things that we, we've already covered, Dave, in such a short amount of time. And as we're saying this, I'm going, duh, it's the literally the four horses of Revelation, the first four seals that are broken by Christ himself, the white horse rides out. You know, typically uh, most scholars and academics would agree that 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 is uh, representative of some kind of global leader, uh, uh, presupposition of what would be the Antichrist. But then the uh, red horse rides and pieces taken from the earth And men are given over to slaughter each other by the sword. It's talking about global warfare. And then because that's happening, then the black horse rides, which is global hyperinflation. It says a day he rides out carrying scales and it's a day's wages for a loaf of bread. So there's global economic collapse and hyperinflation. Literally, scripture speaks to global hyperinflationary monetary policy over the face of the earth that ruins everybody and everything. And then the chloros. The Chloros in the Greek, that green horse rides and death and Hades fall after him. And he kills with disease and pestilence and a sword combined. And so
0: interesting. We're it's literally green talking green about horse. World
1: War Three, global economic reset and a planned pandemic release on the population. And it says, I believe it's don't quote me on this, but a quarter of the world's population is killed by these things. One quarter. That's two point-something billion people. What's interesting is I was listening to somebody talk the other day about uh, percentages of the next pandemic, which uh, anywhere from Bill Gates to Noah yuval Harari and World Economic, everybody, they're all broadcasting the next pandemic, right? Like, this is insane that they talk about it so openly. But when you work off their percentages that they use, they, they speak Biblical prophetic language without even knowing it because God's so wise, right? Like for seeing the end from the beginning says there's no God like him that sees the end from the beginning. Uh, But that that by their numbers that they publish and their peer review papers papers and all their little Luciferian think tank things that they publish uh, list the next pandemic as the potential of killing one quarter or 2.2, 2.1 billion uh, people on the face of the earth. So it's very prescient that we're talking about these things right now Dave.
0: Beyond. Yeah, it it is and it's all you're right it's there's a culmination but you said something too I totally agree with and it was it related to the comment I made there are populist uprisings going on right now and they know they're running out of time because there's an awareness. You know and Jamie I'll be honest with you I think their move to censor is too little too late. I think the cat's out of the bag, because I was I was talking to John B. Wells about this, and also Pastor Paul Begley. There's the awareness level and there's the activity level. A lot of the country has a fairly decent awareness of how corrupt things are. They do, but there's not much of an activity level going on. It's people like you and I, yeah, that's okay, a good but, way of it. but here's the deal: once people get threatened at their base level. Okay, their Maslow base level survival needs, you know, food, water, shelter, and so forth. Once that gets threatened, that activity level is going to come up and it's going to match the awareness level. And the awareness level is simultaneously going to rise again. And this is the point I'm going to make, though. To censor people like me, it's too late. The people already know. They already know COVID is a scam. They know the next one will be a scam. They know that this is all being engineered. Average people on the streets are getting it now. Used to be if I said something in general conversation, people would look at me like I was a three-horned devil. People now are able to converse about it in regular circles. So I think their efforts towards censorship are ridiculous. They should be focusing on how they're going to lock us down with martial law. And then here's the other thing, too. Even Ebola, which is one of the most virulent viruses on the planet, It has a 90% mortality rate, but that's still 10% they're going to survive, and you're creating an avenging mob. And in this country, you'll have an avenging mob that's well-armed. I think they're biting off more than they can chew.
1: Well, and and I agree with you, Dave, especially with the, uh, you know, the the too little too late on the on the cent- censorship sphere of reality globally. Th- that's not just Western centric. That's globally. They lost control of the narrative. Which is why I believe what comes next is going to be a global, collective, traumatic experience, the likes of which the world has never seen. And again, biblically, it says that the likes of which never has been and never will be again. But the people, uh, because, the people will know because who to blame they with. lost the narrative because they 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 yeah. can't control it anymore. And. They are, they are driven by an odd, an ideology that is literally otherworldly. It is extraterrestrial. It is not of this earth. It is a uh, cosmic and occultic and arcane and Luciferian beyond comprehension. They despise the image of God. They despise family. They despise love, goodness, light, truth. They despise anything that that can e- even remotely be attributed to God, even simple things like borders. Like anytime I hear somebody talk about borders and I'm like, that's because you're Luciferian, right? Cause even, even God specifically says that he created borders. He knows the time and place of our habitation and blah, blah, blah. Like any little detail. How about biology? Destroy it. How about the family? Destroy it. How about children? Oh, I wish that you were like the the least of these, these little ones, the least of these, like, these are my favorite. Okay. Destroy the children, right? It's like, Whatever God has specifically mentioned in his scriptures, in the Holy Word, whatever he has mentioned, they are systematically making cosmic, multidimensional warfare against right now in real time. And that's why I believe because of their inability to retain the censorship or the control mechanisms and all that, that what comes next is like the, the it, it scorched earth policy, right? That's military doctrine. Scorched scorched earth policy. That's Luciferianism 101. Burning all down. Just like when the Nazis were retreating from the Eastern Front, fronting the fighting the Russians and being just obliterated. By the way, the Russians are the ones that helped win World War II, not the United States of America. Sorry, Americans, you think we came and saved the day? The Nazi party, the Nazi uh military machine was pretty much ground to a pulp by the time we hit the beaches of Normandy. Side note, but as um As the Germans were retreating from the Eastern Front, they burned everything. Everything to the ground, all the crops, all the houses, all the roads they destroyed, all the bridges they destroyed, they burned it all down. So at least the Russians couldn't use it against them. That's exactly what the globalists are doing right now. Scorched earth policy 101, tear down a whole system, burn it all down because we're losing the narrative. We're back on our heels and now they're going to go for broke. And that's why this is, I believe, the most dangerous time in human history, uh, Except for the flood, except for the days of Noah. I believe that this is the most dangerous time in human history. But unlike the days of Noah, they had no clue what God was getting ready to do other than Noah being a preacher of righteousness and proclaiming the judgment of God that was coming for over a 100 years. But what we have now is it's on the world stage to see. You can see what they're doing. You can learn about their technologies. You can read articles about China's robot army that they're gonna roll out in the next couple of years, right? You can look at what's going on with the with the control mechanisms of the of the hundreds, upwards of thousands of satellites being thrown into Low earth orbit for total surveillance state. You can see the biometric databases and the DNA uh, uh banks being created and the ID passports and this all the infrastructure, <clears throat> excuse me, for the entirety of the culmination of human history as laid out biblically and the book of Revelation and elsewhere, Book of Daniel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and, and Zephaniah and all kind, and Zechariah, all kinds of other places talk about it. All of the infrastructure is currently in play. This is the most dangerous time in the history of humanity.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and the attacks on spirituality. I, you, you you, brought up extraterrestrial. Is it really ET or is it demonic?
1: Uh, I believe that when you look at it, because demonology for lack of a better word when we look at the demonic a lot of times you know uh the connotation would be that it's um it's supernatural, so they're so they're not seen. They kind of operate through whatever, you know, multidimensional types of things, They could sleep paralysis or different types of torment or things like that that people experience on a regular basis. You know, the astral projection of wishes, witches' covens and all these mechanisms that they tap into, that's demonology. But the extraterrestrial issue, I believe, is beyond demonology, but demonology is a part of it. I think it is it's de- it's demonic in the reality that it is fully wicked it is fully uh uh malevolent it is it is wicked beyond comprehension and it's nefarious beyond words so in that way it is demonic but i believe that the et issue will be very physical very Real and very much a part of our corporate reality, as in the return of the golden age of the gods and and their machinations among men. I mean, when you look at the book of Revelation, even the fallen, right? The, the star fallen from heaven and a, a fallen angel, he's extraterrestrial, the bottomless pit. He has a key. He opens it. And these transgenic things that come out onto the earth to torment humanity, they're not apparitions and they are not spiritual. They are tangible. They're described in great detail all throughout scriptures, who they are, what they do, what they look like, what they're capable of. You can touch them. You can feel me. Well, they're, they're very tangible things. Yes, they are demonic as in nefarious, wicked, not of God, which is goodness and light and love and wisdom and sovereignty and powerful and grace and mercy and all these things. Uh, but they are very real. And I believe that ET question. It's not really a question, but the ET agenda is going to be part and partial to all this stuff at the tail end of it. So let's go – we'll break it down one more time. World War III, global economic collapse and reset, and the rollout of a uh, synthesized global pandemic wherein one quarter of the world's population dies, where there's actually bodies in the street to create – it's sear the minds of every person on the face of the earth with the same exact shared experience so that the man of perdition can come on the scene. And I believe as a part of that man of perdition coming on the scene will be the extraterrestrial guys, for lack of a better word, coming to offer solutions, preaching peace and security with flat flattery. Performing lying signs and wonders, even calling down fire from the very heavens, uh, deceiving the whole world, even the elect, if it were possible, uh, performing miraculous things, including a counterfeit death and resurrection, uh, in place of Christ, right? Just like Christ had the only true authentic death and resurrection, they're going to counterfeit it. All these things will be a part of that extraterrestrial reality going on. And I know there's even, anyways, I could go. Yeah, we could go. Yeah, into but that you're, we're back.
0: leaving we're leaving off one term the one term we're leaving off antichrist yes because i think you're describing the antichrist here
1: yes and it's and when i and the thing is about the the et question is i believe uh that the antichrist is not fully human although he's not going to shock your senses like some hollywood et and by the way et just means extraterrestrial so dave what is an angel
0: an angel
1: uh beyond earth, not of earth, extraterrestrial, not of the terrestrial earth, right? So so you got to remember that a third of these created celestial beings, the sons of God listed all throughout scripture and, and spoken of all the time, divine counsel, go read all Dr. Michael Heiser's work on this stuff, right? Or anybody else who has done a deep dive into this reality, a third of these things rebelled. Now go read the book of e- Ezekiel and and read what is in the presence of God. All kinds of extremely strange created beings that serve God and that worship God and that minister before God and they have all kinds of, of uh of uh, administrative duties, right? It's a kingdom. So within a kingdom, there's all kinds of things going on in a kingdom. And there's a lot of very strange things listed all throughout Scripture that are in God's presence, and you have to remember that one-third of them rebelled. So this is a warfare of attrition because you have one-third fighting two-thirds plus okay. humanity.
0: Right? i gotta, I got to and- ask you this question, though. I had this discussion yesterday, uh Pastor Paul Begley invited me to be in his forum, where he's putting on a forum uh for public release. And we had this discussion, and, and I'm going to read to you this phrase, I'll tell you my response, and I'll tell you what he said. And I'd like to get your response. Genesis 6, verse 4. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward and so they're referencing, yep. the referencing the referencing the flood it's it's my hypothesis and i thought i came up with it but pastor paul informed me pastors getting together in eschatology discussions have this discussion i thought guess i'm not as creative as i thought but anyway <laughs> it uh what i what i told pastor paul i said i think there's two different dna on the planet and I, and I said, I think it's fallen angel and descendants and the minions, they get to work for them. I think that we're looking at a hybridization of the fallen angels that were cast to earth, because that and afterward means the DNA survived from this group. And at least yeah. that's how I take it. And Pastor Paul said that uh, this is a very hot topic of discussion, and, and it, it would explain an awful lot, wouldn't it, in terms of the inhumanity we're seeing.
1: Yes, and here's what I would say to that, Dave: is unequivocally that's the reality. In fact, if you um, you know look at the the historicity of even the divine right of kings, uh, even Western Western centric, but also in Shintoism and in China and in, in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, and the levant if you look in the you know greco-roman area historically greco-roman areas and and sardinia and malta and corsica and crete i mean you go wherever you go look at the mayan culture the incan culture you can study any of these from every, from any angle including amaruca of which the name america is derived as in the united states of america they all All, collectively, all trace their origins to a different genetic strain of the men of old, the men of renown mentioned in Genesis 6. And that is where we get the concept of the divine right of kings. That is where it gives you understanding why they only ever intermarried. They would not allow their royal seed to go out to the commoners because to this day, to this day, they say, Let's just deal with, you know, our alma mater, England, right? Which, by the way, study the Druids and the Celts. But one of the most wicked areas on the face of the earth was the British Isles. So wicked that is particular mentioned, particularly mentioned by all the uh, Roman historians on they had never seen such a wicked, wicked people group as what was contained within the British Isles when Rome started expanding that way, which is why they... St- pushed all the Druids onto an island and then slaughtered them all because they'd never seen anything like it. By the way, that's where the majority of the United States of America are descendants of. But I say that to say that as early as don't quote me on this, 18 months ago, I get times mixed up. The queen, right before she died, lit the front lawn with a triple strand helix of DNA that ran for, I don't know how it was like a hundred yard thing this lighting thing that she lit up uh, Prince Charles has been on record stating that they their DNA is different, that they have a triple-strand helix. Uh There's been uh, a different nobility, which I hate, they are far from noble, but for lack of a better word, that's how we understand our English lexicon. Nobility throughout what would be the the Austro-Hungary empire down into the Ottoman empire. We obviously know the divine right of kings in, in Sumer and Babylon and Egypt and Shintaoism. I mean, as early as are as recent as world war ii the reason why they wouldn't surrender and the reason why the japanese soldiers were such a, a visceral enemy and and a viable enemy was because they believed the emperor of japan was descended from the gods china xi jinping says that he is descended from the great white dragon he had said that He is a descendant of the gods of old and the Chinese Asian race are descendant and they have a triple strand helix. So in answer to your question, Dave, this it's not hyperbole. It's really not even debatable. It's like a off the scripture says it be off. I use a off and b off a off. It's revealed in God's word, so we know and understand that. Genesis 3 15, I will put enmity, warfare, forcible hatred, bitter rancor between the seed of the serpent, that's genetics, and the seed of the woman, that is Christ Jesus, fully human, yet fully God, so that he was the perfect propitiation for our sins. I will put warfare between the genetics, genetic warfare instituted from Genesis 3. Now, let's look at our medical symbol. It is serpents coiling into a double helix, a serpent inserting into inserting itself into the helix. Look at all of pharmakia, which is the word sorceries all throughout the scriptures, Genesis to Revelation, anywhere where the word ser- sorceries is listed in your translations. In the Greek, it is pharmakia, from which we get our modern translation pharmaceuticals and the original Septuagint lexicon stuff. And what is the symbol? It's a serpent coming into your double helix DNA. It's the same old thing. Like, it's literally the same thing. So now you fast forward when Christ Jesus himself says, uh, if I did not shorten the days, there would be no flesh left alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've heard people, again, more scholarly than me, where they go into all the different, you know, uh, original translations from the Semitic languages to the Aramaic to the Hebraic and to the Greek and, and blah, blah, blah. And they break down that verse. And I've heard it taught. Uh, I can't validate this because I'm not a I'm not a linguistic, an ancient linguistic, uh, that what that scripture is saying, if Christ did not shorten a day, that there'd be no flesh or life. It's actually saying if Christ did not shorten the days, there would be no human, there would be no humanity left that could receive salvation. So what it's saying is that by the time he returns, there wouldn't be people created in the image of God. They will be created in the image of those guys. That gets into the nanotech. That gets into the mrna you know stuff like that what's mrna messenger ribonucleic acid there's only one other translation for the word messenger and that's angel
0: angel my reaction my reaction to that and you just touched on like the first cousin reaction i have uh (laughs) what did the vaccines do they changed the dna yes That's intentional.
1: It's It's a coding level. And and again, Dave, what what are people, people are waiting to see hybridized freak shows walking around before they go, okay, yeah, I can bite on that. You know, that's, that's a possibility. And it's same thing with World War III. They're waiting for a mushroom ground to go, okay, now it's World War III. It's like, that's not the way it works out. Same thing with corrupting the image of God, making war against the literal image of God, because it's actually not war against you. It's war against God you're cannon fodder on a cosmic battlefield that you don't understand. And so that's what people don't understand to say the same thing twice in one. I agree. No, no, listen, I agree. Yeah,
0: I agree. Well, Jamie, we're out of time. Tell people how they can follow you, but this has been good. We're going to do this again, but uh, tell, tell people how they can follow your good work.
1: Yeah, they can, uh, they can follow me on YouTube as long as I'm there before I I join the ranks of, of Dave and others as a B and D platform. But, uh, They can find me on YouTube just under Jamie Walden and also at omegadynamics.org. That's omegadynamics.org.
0: Yeah. Wow. This was an amazing ending to a current events discussion. That's, That's my takeaway. But anyway, Jamie, thanks so much for joining us. Really interesting stuff. God bless you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it.